You're listening to Clock Radio Speakers with Armand and Doc. And now, Side B. Welcome, everybody, to Side B of this week's Clock Radio Speakers. Uh, I am Doc, joined as always by Armand. Uh, Side A, we talked about everything from a new Busta and Swiss record that we tried to slander and ended up actually liking. Uh, the Dream's new EP, Absol, and, uh, and his particular brand of knowledge. Uh, the possibility of Lupe Fiasco retiring. We went all over the place. Um, how you doing, man? I'm good, man. I'm good. Let's 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 rock and roll. So so what do we what do we have left for us to talk about this week? We got we got your man Jumanji on deck. <laughs> you know how this conversation is gonna go. J Cole. Yep. The favorite of Clock Radio speakers. Yes, he is. <laughs> Certainly a favorite of some of our fans. It's Absolutely. amazing. It's amazing how many uh, how many J Cole fans still like our show. Yeah. Because we are not historically that kind to J. Cole. Agreed. But I would argue, I think it's just because we expect a lot out of J. Cole. Um, yeah. We, we, we know what, he, what he's capable of. Is that fair? Um, I, I, I would disagree because my, my, narrative, my, my narrative used to be like that, but I feel like artists, like we don't know what artists are capable of mm. because we don't, we don't know them. Right, right, right. Okay, um, is a better way to say that we have heard pretty good music from him in the past? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. okay. Absolutely. So it's like, hey, we've heard this. Um, do that in better. Grow from that. Mm. And he hasn't. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. So here we are with, you know, a surprise album. Um, what do we what do we get? 2 weeks? A week? What do you mean? Oh, before we knew about it? Yeah, a week or so. Yeah. Um, the first and the two songs that we heard initially, which were False Prophets and Everybody Dies, aren't actually on here. Yeah. Well, from what I hear, uh, False Prophets is a is a Joey Badass beat. But they're on iTunes. Like you can. Yeah. Oh, you, yeah. You can right, buy them. Right. You're right. You're right. Hmm. iTunes is probably the new uh, SoundCloud or Apple <laughs> Music is like the new SoundCloud, right? So you at least get paid off of it. Yeah. But I mean, you still have to you have to clear. I mean, it's not like. I clear that beat. Yeah. And I'm sure I'm sure that wasn't difficult. I mean, it's not the only beat that J. Cole rapped over that somebody else used. Ah, ah, ah. We're getting there. <laughs> um, so last we heard from J. Cole, yeah. we had twenty fourteen Forest Hills Drive. <sighs> I really didn't mean to y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I seriously did not mean to y'all. The timing of that was just crazy. <laughs> That's like, that's like the first time I accidentally said who. That's what that was. That was great. Um, anyway, 2014 Forest Hills Drive, which you yeah. and I, we were okay with. Is that fair to say? Uh, no. No? I don't, think we like, I don't think we liked it. We didn't love it, but I don't, did I hate it? I'm trying to remember. Nah, I know that I'm, you and I, yeah. we, we went back and we tried, we gave it, we gave it multiple chances. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but what was the last J. Cole album or the last J. Cole project that you and I liked? It was Friday Night Lights, correct? <laughs> Probably. I think so. Cause I remember I remember we talked about Born Center and looking at that track list right now, and there are there are records there that aren't bad. Yeah. So your um your dissertation on the Born Center drums is that of Clock Radio Speakers Legend. Um, well, let's let's rewind because I remember when we first reviewed Sideline Story, mm. we reviewed that and Fonte's album together. 
And you weren't crazy about Fonte's album. I loved it. And we both weren't crazy about Sideline Story. Right. And there's 21 songs on Born Center. <laughs> Good God. That's an, oh, I'm sorry. That's another thing about Ab Soul's album. 16 records. No, too many, too but, much. But remember, remember what I talked about previously? Previously. Oh, right, 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 right. Where you get credit. You know, the more streams like that, that's actually the more streams you, you're, you get, the closer you get to an album equivalent worth of streams. So it's in your interest. It's not in your interest to do like a 10, like the Justin Timberlake, I'm going to make 10 songs, but each one has two parts. That's dumb. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> I'm working on two part songs for my album. <laughs> I'm saying <laughs> if you if you're, if your goal is to get your streaming numbers up, that's not the way to do it. Yeah. That's all. Amon's <laughs> like, man. Yeah, I'm really upset now. I'm offended. <laughs> <laughs> I'm offended. Guess who's not making the album? <laughs> That's what you think. No. Uh. Yeah, in true Doc fashion, like Doc's like, oh, no, no. I'm making the album. <laughs> I'm coming in last possible minute. Either you're going to make this song or you're not going to make this. <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah, okay. So so Born Sinner. Actually, you know what? Let's go back. Okay. Let's Let's just go through... Sideline story. Is there anything on here that in retrospect? Here's one thing that I I did not know while um researching for this album. Okay. J. Cole has a lot of um flatulence metaphors. <laughs> he does. And perhaps the worst is on Dollar in a Dream 3, where he says, Um, I'll make you or you think that you're the the ish. But boy, you can't out fart me. Mm. How did we let that slide? And I mean, not we as in clock radio speakers, but we as a hip hop collective. That's almost as bad. And that's up there with Biggie's You Look So Good. Um, yeah. 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 Oh, you remember Mr. Nice Watch? I was just about to play it. Can I play this? I haven't heard this I song mean, pl- since. Play a snippet. Yeah. No way. <laughs> Is this a Mega Man level? I don't even want to hear it. I'm good. You got it. You got it. Okay, so we've got, yeah, Lights Please. Okay, In the Morning made it on here. I remember there was the original version of Lost Ones, and I think they redid it for the album. This is the debut album. Right. Because these are the records, I wrote this when I was 16, and this is going to be on my debut. Like, your rappers are so, like, we're so whack, man. <laughs> We're so, uh, it took me my whole life to make my David. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. But yeah, I'm good on most of this album. I don't remember most of it. What about you? Is there anything on here that stood out, got better? Um, I don't think workout is quite as much of a sellout as people make it out to be, but that's a different I, conversation. I agree with that. Um, I'm surprised that Who Dat was just a bonus track. That still should have made the album. Um. You're right, though. It's even got like the, uh, it's got, it's got definitely got some of the stereotypical. This is my first album, Rise and Shine. That's definitely a first album song. Of course. Yo, it's going to be my intro, but then it ends up like dwindling down to track 13. Um, yeah, I mean, mm, this album's all right. Mm. Eh. All right. It it, it wasn't, it wasn't what his, what, what what he was capable of on his mixtapes to me. Yeah, agree. Um, then Agreed. he put out the Truly Yours EPs. Oh, yeah. I forgot about it. Didn't he have a record with 2 Chains on one of those? Yeah. Chris Tucker. Okay. Okay. I think that record was dope, too, wasn't it? Yeah. The, the Truly Yours EPs, I remember actually kind of liking, actually. Yeah. Like, they had some joints on there from what I remember. Right. 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 And then we had Born Center. And then we had Born Center. Um, Lots of hits on this album, man. Can't, can't lie. 
Yeah, she knows Power Trip. Um, you know, I read an article and I kind of agree with this. Like, J. Cole has a really good ear for non-hip-hop samples. Because she knows it's a really good sample. Yeah, it is. It's a really good sample. Um, Forbidden Fruit, Crooked Smile. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Let Nas Down. No. I don't know why the the intro saxophone like, like that always just like I lose it every time I hear that. I mean, that's so funny. Yeah, I mean, I mean the yeah, this might be his most complete album to me. Yeah, I'm I'm actually I meant to say this. I but, thought nobody's perfect was on Born Center. It's on his first album. Yeah, um, but you know the drums on here. Mm. Give me an example, because we're going to play an example. Do you remember one record? Uh, I can't the remember Trump one. Chew? All right, I'm just going to pick one. Okay. I feel okay. like... Go with Land of the Snakes. Okay. See if that's one of them. Oh, this... No, this was Blasphemous. Yeah, but that's why I wanted you to play it. Okay. I forgot about this. Y'all let him... Y'all really let him get away with this. Y'all really let him get away with this. Yeah. It's like, damn, Cole, wish I knew I got to hear these joints. It's just the worst version of the original beat. It's like, okay, I can't filter the drums out, so let me just use my loudest drums in my kit. So play no, over. I can't remember. Which one has pretty soft drums? I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to think. I think, was it, was it, was it, uh, it wasn't, was it Trouble? Or was there, it? There are people just screaming at us right now. There are. I think it's Trouble. Yeah, J. Cole fans are killing us right now. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> no, the drum, the drum switch. Ugh. No, I'm good. I'm good. Anyway. Right. I'm not going to do that all day. Right. Anyway, there was some right. song. I, I really went on the drums, which became like a thing. Yeah. Um, but born, you know, born center, there are some records and there's some, eh, you know, but yeah. I, to me, it's like, I, I think that the reaction is there are some, there are some people who they like, they, like to them, J Cole is that dude. Yeah. You know, like, like yes. And because and 2014 Forest Hills Drive really cements that sort of Absolutely. narrative because it's the, he went platinum with no features album. Yeah. Which is like a meme in and of itself now. Right. And also, um, there are no clear singles on this album either. Um, like, like "Crooked Smile" is a clear single. Oh, right, right, right. Um, "Power Trip" is a clear single. Right. Four yeah. Hills Drive" doesn't have one of those, mm. except maybe "A Tale of Two Cities." Yeah, I think that's one of them. And "Love Yours," ironically, is the one that captured people the most. And I think that record, like, really embodies. Um, what J. Cole fans think of him versus who he actually is and we kind of talked about last week. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think... I mean, first of all, like, the platinum with no features thing, I I guess I'm trying to understand why that matters. I th- but I think that that's sort of a tongue-in-cheek thing. I think that, some people really, like... That's like a point of... Like, he did it by himself. I, that's exactly what it is. I mean, he's he... That's one of the postures that he takes, like... Or that's one of the postures that his narrative takes. We're going to use this word a lot because we're going to we're going to really we're not going to talk about the narrative. We're actually going to talk about narratives with this album. Um, And one of the postures that he takes is like Crit tried to do this, but he wasn't as successful. And I'd say that only because he didn't produce hit records the way that Cole did. But like, 
I did everything myself. I used to, you know, make beats on the PlayStation beat maker. And I did all this. I sacrificed so much to get my first drum set. And my mom did this. And, you know, he doesn't have the drug dealer story. He has the, you know, single parent home, uh, middle America town. You know, I really wanted to do this. I was on the Internet. I like it's a very tangible story that many people can relate to. The only difference is between them and him is that he actually made it. Mm. And for that, people cling on to that for dear life. Because, again, like I said last week, he's he's Paul Wall. He's the people's champ. Right. I mean, I think, yeah, he's the people's champ. He is, you know, he's not he's he's sort of notoriously not materialistic he's not trying to be super famous he tries to value his privacy um you know for many of the same people who not all of them but for some i, I can it's totally makes sense if, if you're if you are sitting there looking and you're going man you want to look at all the stuff all the ways in which kanye west has has gone wrong all the ways in which he has sort of made poor decisions here you have j cole yep who has not made those decisions who has made other decisions absolutely um, and the whole thing with narrative is real funny to me. I know we haven't even talked about the album yet and I promise we will. We're going track by track. Yeah. Um, the thing about narrative is like, I understand it. I do because when, so I, I've, I've, I'm like notorious in the show for talking about Francis and the lights, right? One of my favorite artists. And part of that is like, as I've sort of kind of gotten to know him a bit, he's actually like just a really like nice chill guy. Yeah. And that can't help but influence um, the music, but all that to say, and I'm like, this is not like a brag or anything, but like, I kind of, I do kind of know him a little bit. Like we don't really know these artists for the most part. We know what they tell us. Right. Right. So we know, you know, it used to be that we, we knew what we heard on MTV or read in the source, um, or saw on BET, um, or whatever magazine you picked up. And now we think we know them because we, we think that what we see on social media and, you know, they're doing podcast interviews or they, they're doing the video before their album comes out. And we think that because we have more that it's somehow better or that it is somehow getting us closer to the truth of who these people are. It could be, but it could not be. Just because we have social media, that doesn't mean that it's personal or I mean, sorry, that doesn't mean that it's any more true than what, than what we had before social media, right? Yeah. Right. When, right. When a magazine was interviewing you, you could be a hundred percent yourself or you could be playing a bit of a role. And the exact same is true with social media. And I'm not, I don't know J. Cole. I don't know if he's playing a role. I don't know if he is himself. I'm not even trying to go there. But what I'm saying is we don't know. We don't know at all. So on the one hand, I totally get how the idea of like, here's somebody who in an era where on the one hand, you know, you've got rappers who, especially if you're a little bit of an older head, not told, you don't have to be super old, but like, you know, if you're not 17, right, you you sort of like, oh God, this like this little yachty crowd. Like I can't, I can't with this. Like, yeah. And on the other hand, you've got like, Oh man, like Kanye is this and Drake is pop and da da da. Like J Cole is just right there in the pocket. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> do we really know him? Exactly. So if you don't really know how, like then the whole idea of a narrative kind of falls apart. I mean, the, the idea of like the likability of an artist influencing, if you like their music falls apart, because what are you really liking? You're liking the perception of him. Absolutely. 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 And but the the crazy thing of what social media does is it makes it makes it fake impersonal mm-hmm. um, where now you can control the narrative. 
So before, you know, you would say, I think that a lot of artists, very few artists realize that the, the power that those source interviews and those Rolling Stone interviews would carry. Um, and so now, because everybody else is very personal on social media, that now we instantly ascribe that um, everybody does that. Not realizing that, um, and we talk about this all the time, many artists are, you know, everything's a brand now. It's the B word. I hate brand as much as I hate narrative. Where, you know, if you follow The Gap or you follow Samsung or you follow, you know, Apple on Twitter or whatever, they have meticulously decided how they're going to roll out their tweets, how they're going to engage their audience, if they're going to engage them at all, what they're going to say, how they're going to say it, when they're going to say it is all meticulously mapped out and uh, pre um predetermined okay so because everybody is on social media many artists now have said oh okay i can give the illusion that i'm right here with you on my phone doing this that and the third but for many people and i think j cole included because j cole's absence on social media adds to his narrative as well um it's me saying it but it was predetermined what I was going to say, when I was going to say it, and how I was going to say it. But the illusion is, is that it was as spontaneous as tweets from anybody else. And that supports and adds to the narrative, or supports and adds to the artist and the brand of the artist, and even the mystique of the artist. Like, oh, we found out J. Cole was married on accident. Oh, we found out J. Cole just had a baby. He hides that. And we talked about Kanye and just him being the antithesis of Kanye, where, you know, he's low key with his wife and Kanye West is married to like the one of the most recognizable people in the world. Right. So all that counts, man. All that matters. Okay. You want to talk about the album? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So the album for your eyes only 10 tracks. So Cole's not Cole's not in on the let me do let me do 18 tracks to boost my streaming numbers come on he's an he's an artist man you know, it's not about the money <laughs> it's about the message um so there this is a uh yet another 2016 concept album yep um and the concept of the album sort of reveals itself over the course of it um so we could talk about the concept when we get to the end but track one for whom the bell tolls um produced by a bunch of people um Somebody, okay, good. You got credits. Wonderful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody named Elijah Scarlett, J. Cole, uh, along with um, a couple of Chances dudes, uh, Peter Cottontail, uh, the guy formerly known as Donnie Trumpet, et cetera. Um, so this is, uh, this is sad, J. Cole. Yeah, so now we haven't even talked about the, the – I mean, do we need to talk about the concept of the album as we're talking about – the the tracks itself we can i mean yeah i think we can do that that's fine because this is for whom the bell tolls is supposed to be uh a funeral right this is well i mean he's to me it sounds like he's contemplating suicide my am i am i mis am i uh i don't know you don't think i, I read it was a I all right let, let, me, let, me, let me look at this well, so here's the problem. The pro and here's why here's why this is an interesting conversation. So we might as well just talk about the concept anyway, which is so his um his friend James, who gets referenced throughout this album, the idea is that this album is both like uh, like sort of 
James's story as well as J. Cole's story, and they get intertwined. Allegedly. What do you mean I'm by allegedly? Because I don't even know if James really exists. Mm, right. So we'll say somebody named James. Uh, and uh, But then there are also clearly songs here, clearly lines, clearly lyrics, which are about J. Cole. So the idea is where does one end and where does the other begin, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay. okay. So to me, this is, yeah, this is like just depressing. Yeah. The beat's a kind of a slow roller, you know, some light percussion, some sad horns. Um, it's not, is it? Go ahead. No, it's, it's not terrible. It's just sad. Yeah, it's not. It's not a bad record. Is it? Is it? Keep the family close. Depressing. <laughs> no, seriously. Like, I think lyrically, like, there's some gems in Keep the Family Close, but like, because the record is so slow and plotting, it like it takes away from what Drake is actually saying. Um, and this kind of reminds me of that. It's like it's a really, but a lot of J Cole albums have slow starts. Hmm. He did that on uh, Forest Hills Drive too. The the I I can't take what's the other song you were just talking about? Sorry. Um, what the, keep the family? Close? Yeah, I can't take keep the family close seriously because of that dumb line about the one time Chrysler heard a car look like a Bentley. I'm like, nope, nope, stop it. It's just a terrible, terrible line. It's terrible because my parents own that Chrysler car. <laughs> Oh man! Yeah. Anyway, anyway, um, so we're, we're going to talk about the narrative and the concept of this album as we go along. But yeah, for whom the bell tolls is a slow, depressing start. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, to me, Cole's contemplating suicide here. That's how I hear it. Mm. Um. So immortal. I mean, once again, whoever this song is from the from the uh, from the, from the presence of, and because he's talking about selling drugs in here and everything else. I'm guessing this is supposed to be from the, from the point of view of James. Yes. Cause that's not really Cole. Yes. Um, you know, contemplating death, contemplating pain, contemplating sadness. Um, this is uh, produced by Frank Dukes and cardiac. Um, like this is not getting off to a happy start. How do you feel about immortal? Here's what's really interesting about, um, this. And just even the fact that you said cardiac and Frank Dukes, Dukes, um, this reminds me of when we heard that Just Blaze was going to be producing on Eminem's album. Okay. And instead of giving Eminem Just Blaze beats, either Just Blaze gave these types of beats to him or Eminem asked for them. They were like Just Blaze renditions of Eminem beats. <laughs> so like, again, the narrative is that J. Cole produces all of his own stuff. And that narrative is kept up because one, People aren't re- really reading the credits like that because of um, just everything being digital now. Right. And, and and these artists are making and these producers are making beats that sound like beats that J. Cole would make. Right. And I should point out on the records that Cole doesn't produce himself on here. He is listed at least as a co-producer on every single one of them. Of course. He, it's the Beyonce effect. It's the if I were a boy scenario. <laughs> you don't think Beyonce co-produces all her stuff? Sure she does. Do <laughs> you think Kanye co-produces his stuff? I think, I think, I believe Kanye's credits. Okay. Because they're, they're, they're so ridiculous, they could almost not, I mean, how could you fake them? Yeah, and I believe that Kanye is, again, but you know what though? Again, that's Kanye's narrative as well. Right, Look at it that. is. Oh, man. Yeah, it's Kanye's narrative is that he's hands-on with everything, he's meticulous about everything, Right. so nothing gets past him without his approval. So I'm sure he has, you know, Charlie Fax and 
other young producers that he has like deep in the bowels of the good music dungeon that are producing and that have perfected Kanye's sound, Travis Scott's sound, Chance the Rapper's sound, whoever he's, you know, um, influenced by. <laughs> and, you know, Kanye just comes in and says, yeah, I like that. Let's do this. But again, the narrative for Kanye has been so long that he's like so hands on that I could still I'm still not totally convinced that he isn't coming in and like change the hi-hats. I mean, the th- at least the stories that I have heard indicate that a lot of con- what we end up hearing as a finished product in a Kanye song exists in many different forms. And oftentimes the people who produce on for like on Kanye, they don't even know what the final thing will sound like until they hear it because people, ever the people come in and they, they tweak it and Kanye t- changes. Like, it's like, it's a, just, a, it's a melt. It's like a, it's like, it's like you're cooking something in the kitchen and like 30 people walk by and it's like, uh, I don't know. Did I put that in there? Like who, like wh- which meal am I talking about right now? Yeah. Um, so I think that's why he has so many credits. Sure. But in many ways, I mean, like for example, like Immortal is primarily produced by Cardiac and Frank Dukes, but Cole gets a credit. Someone called named Nate Jones gets a credit. Somebody named Matt McNeil gets a credit. Like there's a lot of credits here. Mm. Okay. Shout out to him. Because with the exception of Deja Vu, supposedly no other samples here. <sighs> Do you want to talk about this Deja Vu record? Do you want to, anything else you want to say about Immortal right now? Do you like Immortal? Uh, it's okay. Okay. How do you feel about Cole on these uh, slow BPM trap beats? Mm, okay. Mm, okay. Okay. So, Deja Vu, produced by Vinyls, Boy Wonder, and Velas, mm-hmm. along with Cole and a couple other people. Um, so, I mean, this is the beat to Tiller's Exchange, right? <sighs> this is KP and Envy, Shorty Swing My Way. That's right. With Sped Up with different drums on it. <laughs> um. The story goes that some guy from the production group, The Mechanics, who produced Exchange for Tiller, essentially jacked it. That's according to Vinyls. Mm. And I guess he has a history of doing this, maybe? But that's what we've heard from Vinyls. But then there's a video of somebody else online who's like, who's like showing you his original session. He's like, no, actually, I produced the original version. So, Mm. who knows? Mm. Who knows? The plot thickens. But... Here we have Deja Vu. Um, this is like not quite Terrius Dirtbaggery, but I mean, this song is, well, I'm assuming it's Cole, but maybe it's this other person, James, is falling for a girl who's already got a guy and is basically saying, you know, when he's not around, let me know. <laughs> you know what? You know, that's a concept I, I don't see enough of in hip hop. I wish that would happen more. What's that? Uh, men who are attracted to women who are in relationships with other men. <laughs> you don't think we get enough of that? Nah, never. <laughs> I think we need a little more of that. A little bit more of that? Yeah. Um, right. Um, it's funny because if it weren't for the existence of exchange, um, then this combo of this sample and J. Cole, like this probably would have been the first single. You think so? Yeah. Because I think this fits in. This is like not quite in that wet dreams, but like it's like sort of a J. Cole chick record, but not really. But like I think this would this could have worked. But because it's got the same beat as Exchange um, and apparently the Cole song was recorded before Exchange. So this song has been around for a while. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting that he still felt obli- like he was like, no, 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 we're going to put it on the album. <laughs> 
Um, Again, well, it tells the it tells the story. It's one of those records where it's like I ha- I have to, you know, I did that with Marcus Graham. Like certain records, I'm like I have to tell. I have to use this song to tell this part of the story. So no matter what, without it, I don't like it as much as some of the other ones, or whether something happens, sample, whatever, whatever. Like I have to use this. Right. So that's probably what happened. And is it just me or on the hook to this? Is he basically trying to rap like Tupac? He's rapping like Tupac a lot on this album. There are definitely a number of times where he's using a very specific Tupac flow. Mm-hmm. Okay. I will call them out as I see them. But Deja Vu is, uh, it's cool. It's not bad. I actually never really loved Exchange. Right, me too. So I didn't have a particular attachment to that, but it's, it is weird, like, hearing it, um, hearing this now, but... The hook actually really kind of takes away from the song for me. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's okay. Yeah. Okay. So track four is uh, Vil Mentality, um, produced by Elite. Uh, let's see who else has credits on this. Uh, Ron Gilmore, J. Cole, a couple other people. So, I mean, so finally, like for me, the the beat is a little bit of a nice change of pace here for me. Mm-hmm. It's in tri- mm-hmm. You know, it's in triple time. Um, kind of lifts up a little bit, like sort of the, cause up to this point, it's been a very like down key kind of album, mm-hmm. but Ville Mentality is a nice, like the sequencing here works really well for me mm-hmm. after those first three, got to change it up. Mm-hmm. Um, song itself isn't bad. Um, I mean, the whole concept is right. He's, you know, Ville Mentality refers to Fayetteville Mentality. So he's from Fayetteville. So it's getting out of that small town mentality. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. a bad song. How do you feel about it? It's the first record that grabbed me. Mm. Like when I first heard the album, I was like, yo, this record is dope. Um, I think it's the change of pace. I love the 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 musicianship on it. Um, I love the 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 instruments and all that on there, how they build up and break down and you know, I like the hook and yeah, it's it's dope. So even though it's like a very depressing record and a very slow record, it's amazing how these little changes like instrumentation, tempo, like the mood is the same, but the feel is different and it works. Right. And the, the interlude here where the girl is talking about my dad died, he you know couldn't go to his funeral. This is telling this, this is sort of continuing the story of, of Cole's friend, James, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. And I like how they broke it up. And then finally, well, they got that from Kendrick, mm-hmm. where they, they, they broke it up. They broke up a very small sentence and, stretched it out and then finally let it go at the end. Um, I do like how they did that though. That was dope. That was dope. So yeah, film mentality. Yep. I like it. Yep. This okay. record is cool. Okay. Yep. Uh, She's mine. Part one, uh, produced by J Cole, deputy Ron Gilmore, elite, et cetera, et cetera. Et cetera. Uh, no drums to speak of at all. So I can't complain about the drums here, at least until the end, but that's not really what the song is about. Yeah. Um, you know, you get some nice keys, strings set the mood, and uh Cole is singing and then rapping about his wife. And this is this is a it's a lovely idea. It is. This is a nice little like you could tell dude is married. Yeah, yeah, sure, 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 you sure. Know, you don't make this song unless you're married. Yeah, there's a couple of I'm married songs on there. There's another <laughs> one. Um But two things, like he he really can't help but throw in some corny references. J. Cole has corny references, you think? Like you shine like the patent leather on my new Elevens. <sighs> Listen, we might need to throw J Cole up there with Papoose. 
<laughs> J. Cole might need uh like some papoose a papoose Tumblr page, yo. <laughs> he, he might he need his own Tumblr page of bad lines. There's, no, we, ba- there's a couple bad lines. You know what? He doesn't need a he doesn't need a Tumblr page. He needs an Angel Fire page. <laughs> <laughs> he needs a tripod page. The other thing, and tell me if you caught this as well. To me, when he's rapping on here, the especially the very first part of that verse, he sounds exactly like Chance. Mm. Like that is that is a that is sort of a Chance thing that he that that not even almost like a trademark that Chance will do, where he'll start a verse off almost like very like matter of factly, not much. He's not emoting much in his voice sort of slow and then he'll sort of like pick it up and do something different and it's just a particular way of rapping and i heard this and i was like oh okay cole you you, you grabbed a little bit from chance all right but i aside from some of the corny lines like i i like she's mine but i'm also like a romantic sap who's been you know with the same woman for 13 years so i get it word that's dope but this, and I like, th- and this, I like a, this is a married man song yeah <laughs> That's what's up though. Like again, like I'm I'm not crazy about the record, mm. but I'm I'm a I'm a and I'm a sap too. Um I'm not crazy about it, but I like the fact that you like it for that reason. Yeah, I mean it's not like the most but it's a good song. Like it's funny, like the the, the second and third time I heard this album, this song grabbed me more and more. Mm, okay. First time through I was like, nah. Yeah. Um But uh let's talk about change. Um wow. This is the next single. Great sequencing here. Really good sequencing. Yep. Right. Because after She's Mine, change it up a little bit. Produced by uh, J. Cole, Elite, Gilmore, etc. He's got a crew of people he's working with here. Um, let me be the first to say these drums aren't terrible. Mm, look at that. Look at me. I'm, I'm growing. Um, we said that he's raps like two pocket points. Verse two. Where he talks about chosen religion, Jesus, peace, frozen sin, and like that is a '96 Tupac flow if I've ever heard one. Yeah, um, you know, I mean, this whole now nah, this whole song, this is this is the single. Now, why do you it, say that? It reminds me of Crooked Smile. Um, the hook, what is it like? Change, change starts in you or something like that. The only real change come from inside. Which, yeah. Oh God, that's a that's an Instagram comment. Listen, man. That is that is going to be played on like the next Buick commercial, <laughs> guaranteed. If uh, if he gets to pull a Big Sean and uh, and play during halftime at the uh, uh, at Thanksgiving Thanksgiving Day game, he can play Change, much like Big Sean did. Uh, One man can change the world, which was hilarious. One I, and and this song reminded me of that. Yeah, this is this is just J Cole doing One Man Can Change the World, but it really know, is without. It, who who knew who knew that you and i would 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 turn into two people who who laugh at john legend right we stand so hard i was gonna say like you guys talk about us being like dream stands the way doc and i stand for uh for john john stevens from let me see when 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 did you and i begin standing for him maybe 2000 and two three three? yeah three every time we say john stevens i feel like we're in the barbershop and coming to america his mama called him clay i'm gonna call him clay (laughs) yeah so like from oh three to maybe his second album from uh right to again like you couldn't tell me nothing about john legend right nothing at all right um 
And yeah, and now we're making fun of him and we're calling his albums boring and uninspiring. Crazy. So change. This is a uh, it's a long song. Yeah. Um, and this this song is really key in sort of the narrative of the album. Very much so. Right. And in fact, the whole outro is well, you know, talking about the death of of his friend James. Mm-hmm. Um, hooks okay, beats cool. I, I understand why people might like this though, but it, I, I don't know if this one's for me. It's the it's the idea <laughs> oh, no. of this song versus the execution. It really is. It really is. Like this, yeah, the idea of this song is cool, but it's not It's not executed particular, particularly well lyrically for me. And I'm not even talking about because he raps like Tupac. It's just what he's saying. And I'd have to pull up like the, I'd have to pull up the genius lyrics. But I was listening to this record and I was like, uh, I don't know. It's like J. Cole makes music for the, your friend who like self-publishes their own book. Oh, no. <laughs> And like you support them because uh, you support them because they're your friend and they're right. And they wrote a book and like the book is it's good, but you could tell there really wasn't an editor. They either edited it themselves or they had somebody like a friend do it. It's kind of written. It could be written more. It could be written differently. I'll say that. Okay, I'll say that. But that's what this record reminds me of. (laughs) I'll just uh, whatever. All right, let's skip. What were you going to say? Um, it's one of those records that I, I I read an article, an article on Medium about J. Cole and whether or not he was a good rapper. And one of the things that they said was that J. Cole makes, uh, <laughs> square pizza music. <laughs> oh, no. And they said that he makes music for people <laughs> who, who use the term GPA a lot. <laughs> and it's kind of true. It's like the people who... It's the millennials or it's the people who are like in their late 20s. They're in a lot of student debt or they have a lot of student debt. They haven't quite paid all of it off yet, but there's still quite a bit left. They make about $35,000. There's some people listening to this right now who are going, hey, 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 wait a minute. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, that's life. That's real. Like we've all been there. And I'm not saying that, you know, I'm not calling anybody out for for that sort of lifestyle you know what i'm saying that's that's all of us but it still has to be good it has to be executed well and it's not that it's not executed well it's not executed as well as you think it is but we'll get into that later track seven neighbors this is credited solely to j cole Mm. um so this is one of those this is to me i i i think this is what like the more i think about it the more i think that it like he's really trying to be obvious like once you have listened to the whole album and you sort of get the idea, hey, he's talking about his friend James. Is this about album is about his friend James? The sequencing here where you follow up change with neighbors tries to make it. Cl- I think he's him trying to make it clear. No, he's weaving back and forth because neighbors is about where he is right now. This is about his life, mm. right? How he moved back to North Carolina in an area with a lot of white people. And, you know, his neighbors think he's selling dope. <laughs> Because yeah. he's a black man who's got a lot of money and that's not something that, I, I mean, sh- certainly like I, I think Fayetteville, North Carolina, I think that's like Eastern North Carolina. I mean, I lived there when I was a kid at one point. That is definitely not uh, what you would consider. I mean, I don't know how many parts of America you would consider like racially enlightened. Fayetteville, North Carolina is probably not one of them. So, mm. but this is clearly about, you know, about his life, um, about his life right now. Um like Cole is clearly uncomfortable 
with this reality, but the song itself is, um, it's okay. Yeah. Don't really love the hook. The beat's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Know. You seem this. You, you know, you feel the same way. Yep. But it's it's crazy because a lot of people, this is a, a lot of people's favorite. Really? Mm-hmm. I've heard a lot of people say they really like this record. Huh. Yep. It reminds me of a B grade Levitate. Hmm. I don't. I don't. I don't get that at all. But. Mm. Uh, and what I mean by that is like, it's the we. It's the weird sounds in it. And sort of like, I mean, just a Levitate is dope, though. That's why I said B grade. Okay. That's why I said B grade. It's it's not no no no. It's not as good as Levitate. Levitate is really really dope. Um, have, did you did you see the video of Kendrick performing Levitate? I don't know where it was, but LeBron was in the audience. I I've seen that there is a video, but I haven't watched the video. It's it's funny and it's also depressing because LeBron is like all in. Like LeBron is so hip hop, and everybody else in the crowd is just like. It's just not gonna move at all, like right. nothing. No, no. Like, like, right. The crowd's like, play all right. Pretty. I mean, they're probably like, is that Kendrick Lamar's definitive song? Is that? His, I mean, that's his last big one. Yeah, I don't even know if they would have got up far right. It's amazing how that song is like the new black national anthem, but it's about depression. But <laughs> all right, I digress. I think there's a whole like the linkage between those two concepts is a whole episode in and of itself son <laughs> absolutely but i digress maybe but you we'll digress yeah, we I, might have to get you on plead the fourth listen man i'm all for cross promotion we 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 got to start we got to start you know I, hear we got, I hear we got called out yeah we got called out listen all i'm gonna say is this you rappers <laughs> say you want to get on the show until i send you that text and say what's your schedule look like it's been a few of your favorite rappers who said they wanted to get on the show and then we say, well, what's up? And they and they go ghost. So I'll believe it when shows on the show. Because a few, we, a few of you have asked for us to review the narrative. And Doc and I have talked about doing some other things. We talk about behind the scenes. So we hear y'all. But for us to get called out, I don't play them games. Mm. So I'll believe, I'll believe it when I see show Barack on the show. So, you know, I'll, believe we, I'll try to be diplomatic here and say, well, let's, let's talk. Well, let's work with it. We'll work. I'm I'm down. I'm down. But you're not gonna call my show out. <laughs> Wordplay. Ah! I got bars, son. I'm coming soon. <laughs> Any- <clears throat> Speaking of bars, <laughs> I just threw Doc right in the middle of some stuff. It's all good. Speaking of bars, yeah. Folding clothes. <laughs> the- oh, you know what? This is the next single. This doesn't even need to be a single. Why? Because social media is going to take this. Yes. They've already, they already have. This song is a living hashtag. Yes, it is. Um, <laughs> it is uh, produced by, uh, let's see, uh, J. Cole, Elite, Ron Gilmore. Um, this is literally a song about wanting to fold clothes for his pregnant wife. Yeah. I mean, it's this. Is this the? I mean, has there ever been a, a hip hop song about folding clothes, about doing laundry? Uh, well, I, I guess the bigger is there been a hip hop song about domestication mm. from a man? No. Mm. Yeah, Cole's uh, Cole's going to going places here. Yeah. Um, the uh, the beats okay. The song is yeah. okay. I I love the message and the idea of it, but God, mm-hmm. this sounds like a broken record. The execution is meh. Exactly. Um, exactly. 
the almond milk line, I was like, hey, wait a minute. There's almond milk in my fridge right now. <laughs> what are you trying to say? Amen. Amen. You got it. Um, I, I think people love this because, again, this is sort of the aspirational nature of J. Cole fandom. Yep. It's like, I could be better too. Or yeah. if you're a woman, my man could be like J. Cole, which yeah. is where I'm suspecting a lot of the social media stuff will end up. Yep. But you know, you're right. This is a dom- this is a domesticated song. And yes, I don't is. mean that in a bad way at all. D- domestication should not have a bad context to it in 2016 for for men. It should not. No, what we mean by that like he he is like he's in a he's in a happy place. He has a home. He has a wife. He now has yep. a kid. Like this is his life. Yep. And not only does he have that, he has a wife that he enjoys providing for. Right. And and not just monetarily. And it's clearly like to me, it's you know, the the sort of alternate storyline of the album of his friend James is this is meant to be a contrast. He's like, this is what he was able to do, even though his friend James never got to live that out. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm talking yeah. I th- I feel like I'm slowly talking you into the storyline. Nah, I'm again, what did you just say about this record? <laughs> what did you I don't hate the narrative of this uh, right, right. The, right. The concept. I don't hate the storyline. Yeah, right. not at all. I don't hate it at all. I just wish the song were better. It's reoccurring with this album. Yes. Right. Uh, uh, track nine, second to last track is She's Mine Part Two. Mm-hmm. Um, continuation of part one. This time it's about his daughter or the mm-hmm. daughter of James. You can flip that how you want. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you feel about the song? It's okay. So typically songs about kids and the rapper the, the, the rapper child relationship, that tends to get you, but not this one? It's okay. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. Doesn't do it for you? Yeah, like it's it's okay. Okay, the whole uh, Santa is a bad thing because it asks people to buy stuff from corporations, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I was like, all right, all right, all right. Yeah, see, that's 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 that woke fake deep stuff. Like you gotta relax. <laughs> like whatever. It's not okay. It's about it's about corporations and about um, consumerism. If you make it about that, right, right. That's right. I mean, it. Yeah. I mean, that's, I don't disagree that America has a problem with that, but that's because that's an American problem. Absolutely. Like, that's the culture of America. Absolutely. Um, I don't think Santa Claus has anything to do with it. Um, exactly. But yeah, th- yeah, anyway, I know what he's trying to say, but, you know, see, this is the problem. Like, when rappers get, like, political or try to, like, get, like, topical, my, my, my plead the fourth side comes out. And I'm like, ah, eh, mm, I turn, I, I turn into Mr. Well, actually, and like, yeah, uh, turn to the well, actually guy. I yeah, get it. Mr. Well, actually. All right. Um, but yeah, the song here is, eh, it's okay. And then, yeah. uh, track 10, for your eyes only, um, produced by elite J Cole, childish major, a couple of people. Um, I like this beat. Good beat. Good tempo. Um, you know, the set, like he really gets specific here, like especially verse two, like, he, he is, tries to be as explicit as possible that, hey, this song is not necessarily about J. Cole. This is about his friend James. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I like this song. How do you feel about this song? Yeah. I think that conceptually, uh, two things. I think conceptually, this ties everything together well. Yep. Um, and this is one of the better executed songs. Like we talked about good idea, bad execution, something to my basketball, my middle school basketball coach used to say all the time. Um, this is an instance where he, for the most part, got it right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, I like the song. I mean, when you do a concept album, it's it's just harder than a regular album. You know, I mean, to me, because... Okay. I'm, I'm, okay. All I do is conceptual albums. So that's well, what I'm like. 
I think that for a long time, rappers like had fake concept albums. Yes. Where they would say it was a concept album, but like maybe four of the 16 tracks fit and the rest of it was like, nah, we sort of just did whatever. Um, or there wasn't really a concept and they just tried to make it sound like one. Um, but when you do it, cause when you, to me, when you do a concept album, it's like, not only are people judging, so people are bringing their preconceived notions of you as a person to that, right? They're like, do I like J like, we'll take J Cole. Do I like J Cole as a person? Right. Am I willing to listen to his music? Right. But then right. it's also the music itself. But yep. then it's also, if you have a concept, does the storyline make sense? Yes. Does, does this fit here? And if you're going to do a storyline, that means you have to pace it right. Yeah. Right. And that means that the moments when it's almost like a, a, you know, a movie without the visuals at that point, you yep. know, depending on how little you get with it, but you've got to pace it right. You got to have the sequencing all set up, which you should in an album, in an album anyway, but it means that the end has to tie it all together. Like the story has to come together nicely. So yep. to me, that's an additional, it's not impossible, but it's an additional thing that you have to worry about. Yeah. And I think the storyline here is not the problem. I think J. Cole pulls it off nicely. Yeah. And I think there are songs here that, I mean, I think there are songs here that work. Um, but there are also songs here where I'm just like, eh. Yep. I, I also, I don't know. I feel like the first three tracks get this album off to a particular vibe that I don't think the rest of the album fits into at all. Mm. You know, like She's Mine, Folding Clothes, uh, even For Your Eyes Only. Like those don't sound like the first couple ones, but I guess... You know, Neighbors kind of fits in that. So I guess maybe that's not 100% right. Um, how do you feel about this album? Um, I don't think that the timing of it weather-wise does it any favors. Oh, that's interesting. You don't think it feels like a winter album? It does feel like a winter album. But right now, people are in the mentality of, man, I don't want it to be winter. So right now, winter has a negative connotation to it. We're getting our first snows. You know, we're having to bust out the the winter boots and clean off our cars and things of that nature. And so people ain't really feeling winter. Come, you know, another three or four weeks or another, you know, two months or so, people are going to be well into the swing of winter and they're going to be plotting on the spring. And this could have been put out like a, around February, March. Mm. And I think that that would have helped it out because it just it sounds cold and it sounds like a a, a thinking. It sounds like a it sounds like a case study album, like lots of think pieces. Lots of college students are probably sitting in dorm rooms having conversations like, yo, what he's talking He's talking about positive stuff. But, you know, y'all want to listen to that little Yachty and that 21 Savage and that. And <laughs> I mean, that's the that's that's the public's narrative. Like we we should like J. Cole because he talks about positive things. And this album accomplishes that. And I think it makes J. Cole fans happy. Mm. But I'm seeing more and more J. Cole is not as deep as he thinks he is or that or as deep as he presents himself or as deep as his fans say that he is. I'm seeing that narrative a lot more. Um, but overall, I mean, it's OK. It's all right. I, I don't disagree with, I think, anything you said. Um, I think this is okay. Um, I, I think it's, I don't know if it's on purpose, but it's sort of notable how he, even though he's clearly capable of making records that can work as singles, he's not, I don't, whether it's on purpose or not, he doesn't appear to be interested in trying to, oh, here's this single, here's that single. And I think in the streaming era, especially if you're going to do kind of a, not a surprise release, but a sudden release, we'll call it. I think that kind of works. Yeah. 
you know it's the end of the year although actually i feel like there's just a ton of music that's been coming out lately it has it's really picked up but 2016 you know there have been some missteps from some people so maybe you know he's looking at this going hey you know it's a good time right now he probably you know not a ton of other stuff's really coming out the rest of the year this is is this the last really big album release probably so you know he gets to sort of get the last word in on 2016 um i think he's on track to to sell pretty big actually he's they they're by all intent from what i'm hearing it's between 550 and 600 first week i had heard 500 so that's going up even more so he's trending on the upper range so he might go even higher that's pretty impressive yeah that's absolutely. really really impressive so j cole's got fans uh if any of them are listening to the show they are mad at us right now but listen your your guy is winning yeah you know um whatever he's doing is working for people may not work for us 100 percent, but he's got a lane right now it's kind of like it's funny that you know that him and wale have kind of a back and forth thing because it's kind of like not 100 percent wale's lane but couldn't wale almost be doing some of this absolutely I don't know why Wale hasn't come out with a... Well, I mean, he kind of has the, the Seinfeld album. The Seinfeld album was a fake concept album. That's true. Like, the skits... The, the, skits, outside, the skits tried to tie it together. Yeah, but for the most part, there was a song. There were songs here and there, like The Matrimony, that had specific skits to it. But for the most part... And then after a while, the skits just went away. <laughs> There's like a huge chunk of the album where like Seinfeld is silent. <laughs> you know, so I... Yeah, I, I feel like Wale could do this. Yeah. I feel like Wale could do that, but I don't even know if Wale's fans would want him to do that. Mm, I think you're right. I think they do have slightly different fan bases, but no, J. Cole is, he, I mean, whether it's on purpose or not, he knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. This is, this is gonna, this is gonna be a big album for him. Um, you know what? I take that back. Okay. I take that back. Wale is interesting because Wale has a very fake deep fan base as well. He's got that Shea Butter fan base as well. And like they get on him for, you know, when he signed the MMG, they treated him like he sold his soul to the devil. And, you know, recently he's got, he's singing a lot more. He's got records like my PYT, which is like a, uh, his attempt at crossover success. And I believe it was a successful single. Um, so I feel like that narrative as well, like not only the Kanye uh, perception, public perception but Wale's public perception helps Cole too because many people look at Wale and say you know you and Cole were neck and neck you should be doing the exact same thing and because he isn't he's doing the quote-unquote commercial thing even though he's kind of not um it helps Cole better you you stuck to you stuck to your beliefs and you you did it your way and you didn't sell out and you blah 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 and now you're about to go gold in a week and you have the number one album in the country and you went platinum with no features Etc. You know what I'm saying? Like that's how all this stuff ties together. So, yeah. Did we did we murder the narrative idea? Did we murder that? I don't know if we did. Well, the thing is, there's two types of narrative. Like we we've talked about like the narrative of the album, mm-hmm. but then there's the narrative of the artist. Mm-hmm. And you are a fan of the narrative of an album. Yes. It's the narrative of the artist that I think gives us pause. Yeah. And the idea, and it's it's hard because it's it's almost human nature to wanna to wanna see things a certain way, but and to sort of react and go, I like this person, therefore I want to like the album. Yeah, like I think Chance is a really interesting example of that. Okay, he's a super likable guy. Okay, he just looks happy all the time. Yeah, 
I think that I think it's really difficult to separate that out from his music for some people. Yeah. Um, and if you look at an artist and you go, oh, I wish they didn't do that or I wish they did that. And it's not just music, right? It happens. A really big thing with this is Hollywood. Is it this artist's year? I mean, is it this actor's year to what does that matter? Were they good or were they not good in the movie? But the narrative is what matters, right? People get caught up in, oh, you know, like, so last year for the Oscars with The Revenant, it was like, oh, well, it's Leo's year. It's like, yeah, but that movie was not that good. Right, exactly. And that's the tweet I posted earlier. Exactly. You, we read the synopsis of a movie and say, that's a great movie. Well, it's not even that. It's more like, it's the idea of, oh, it's, well, Leo's done all the right things and here's this big right. role, so it's going to work. And right, like, J. Cole has done all the right things. And, right. and also, also, um, Leo got passed up a bunch of times too. So there are other. Sure. But that, I mean, that's years. part of his narrative. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, so there's other years where, oh, Leo should have wanted for, you know, catch me if you can or uh, Wolf of Wall Street or whatever. And he doesn't win it. So now it's like, all right, he made a movie during Oscar season. Just the fact that Leo made a movie because he doesn't make movies like that. He's not like on the Kevin Hart schedule. Like a zoovie? Like, like a zoovie. Like that kind of movie? Exactly. Um, he's not moving He's not moving the movement. You know what I'm saying? And so when he does the one, people immediately say, number one, I think we, we all believe off rip that Leo's not going to make a whack movie. Right. So just the fact that Leo stars in a movie, we instantly know like, yeah, this is going to be an Oscar script. Right. And there are people who are like, oh, I know this artist can't make a whack song. Yep. Or I love all their albums. So, yep, absolutely, absolutely. Yep, we're there. We're there. And and the I guess just the thing that sucks is just like we're being swindled. Now, what do you mean by that? The narrative is presented as a happenstance. Okay. It's like, oh, you know, it, oh yeah, this is just who I am. This is just you know, this is just what we're doing. And because it's, um, I'm trying to think of the word to use. I just had it in my head, but. It's not the center focus, but it is where, you know, oh, it's not that big of a deal. You know, this is just what I want to do. But it's really the whole entire thought being entity of what this particular artist is presenting to you. Because who is J. Cole without the narrative? Who is J. Cole without the hair and why he's growing out the hair? Who is J. Cole without, you know, what, what, <laughs> shut up. Who is J. Cole without, <laughs> you know, like, the 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 fact that he wore a t-shirt and shorts and calf socks to the white house when everybody else got dressed up you know what i'm saying like is he a, is he a dope mc who makes dope music no but the narrative helps him out a whole heck of a lot and i also think i mean he's a i think he's good he is to and like in the absol vein he is technically good and i i mean i think he i think his music is better than abs Oh yeah, well, absolutely. All right, I'll, I'll agree with you there. Yeah, J Cole's not whack. He's just not as good as people think he is. Right. I don't think J Cole is trash by any stretch. He's not right. trash. Right. But he's not great. He's not great. We got people. We've got uh, this generation is is what? Who's this generation? Like, so this generation is heavily inspired by Kanye. Yeah. Uh, Wayne. Yeah. And who? What? Chief I mean, Keef? Honestly. <sighs> 
well, like who, when, I, when you say this generation, you, you're, so Cole's clearly in with like Drake, but who? What, what, yeah. what else? I, yeah, because I'm trying to think of who who are the who are these rappers? Because where would you would you put Chance up there with Drake and Cole? Would you put him like at a generation after? Them? I think Chance is a generation after. I think there's like Kendrick, Drake, Cole, even like Kid Cudi to a certain extent. Cudi to a certain extent. Yeah, lots lots of Cudi inspiration. I'm not the, I'm not a Cudi fan, but like it is what it is. But people also throw Wale in that conversation, but I don't think Wale has the body of work. No, but I mean, I think they're. Oh, sorry, I, I was saying they're part of a similar generation. Well, yeah, okay, okay, but I guess I was talking like tier wise oh, of that generation. Oh, oh, you know what oh, I'm saying? Oh. Like, so, so it's like the end of the blogger era. So, yeah. like 2008, 2009, 2010 is Drake, Cole, Cuddy. W- where do you put in Kendrick? It's weird. Dr- Kendrick like pulled the Indiana Jones slide underneath the the closing rock wall thing. I think he's right. I think he's right there because of section 80. Right. Section 80 was what? 2011. Yeah. He comes in right at the end of that. He's right at the end of that. So he's there. Cause I wouldn't, I wouldn't loop. I wouldn't, if chance is part of the generation after them, I absolutely would not put Kendrick with chance. Yeah. I think there's, yeah, right. I think there's a, there's a dividing, there's a dividing line. Yep. Cause frankly, it's, it's the streaming generation and it's, yes. the, it's the artists who can take advantage of streaming from the get-go. Yes. Whether they choose to be major label or not, it has a serious impact on everything, frankly. Yes. Excuse me. Agreed. Um, so. And the generation before is the internet mixtape turned to major label buzz. Yes. Yeah. So that's what? Kanye, Game. Well, no. I mean, to me, that's, I mean, that's Drake. That's, I mean, Kanye. Is, is that Lupe? Well, when I say, I think a better way, how about this? Instead of not internet mixtape, I think a better way is, well, right. So the, the, the Kanye, that era, that's truly like internet slash whatever mixtape in the truest sense of the word. The uh, Kendrick Cole Drake generation is the, I made a mixtape, but it's really an album, but it's not my debut, but it's like, you know what I mean? Like, here's my indie slash internet project that's going to lead the way to my major label debut. Yeah, prefer, like that's that. Yeah, I mean, Section Eighty, so far gone. Um, what was Cole's? Um, um, warm up, warm up. Yeah, I mean, like actually, Cole had a number of mixtapes, quote unquote, that were really albums. Yeah. Um. So yeah, they they sort of perfected that. Yeah. So I ain't gonna lie, I forgot why I posed that question. <laughs> <laughs> we were just trying to figure out like who we got. This. We got sidetracked on hip hop generations. Yeah. So I guess like I'm I'm asking that just to say. All of them. Okay, here we go. If you strip away the narrative of Drake, yeah, Drake still makes great music, right? Um, or Drake has great music in his catalog. That's we right. Could, we could definitely say that. Um, if you strip away Kendrick's narrative, he's got two albums of, well, two albums and a mixtape of great music, right? Um, if you strip away the narrative from J Cole, he does not have the greatness that his peers have, and that's why I don't put him up there musically i put him up there time wise and impact wise yes but musically mm-mm. to me like with his music and i i'm not i'm not going to talk about his lyrics i will talk about his beat selection and sort of his melodies and his hooks he doesn't really ever like go for it like mm. when was the last time you heard a j cole song that made you go oh wow great question um because as we increasingly are in the era of the moment oh um be free probably. Mm, right. Be free probably. Right. That was a great, that was a great record. Right. 
But but it wasn't it wasn't it ended up on Letterman. He didn't even put it out. But it, there's like nothing on this album that made me go, oh wow. I, I right. like I didn't scrunch my face once. Absolutely. I mean, I scratched my face to a Swiss beat Busta Rhyme record more than I did. <laughs> right, right, right. Right. I want my, I want to scrunch my face. Absolutely. <laughs> That's what Absolutely. I want out of music. And it's funny. I Go would ahead. rather have an artist give me half an album of that and half an album of, uh, well, they tried, but it didn't work versus a whole album of this is okay. This is fine. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, like Fire Squad, I noticed a lot of people scrunched their face to that. But when I first heard that beat, I was like, hmm. That's <laughs> if that's your hip if that's your hippity hop rapity rap beat, I want to be like, hmm. I want to do the funk flex growl. I don't want to do hmm. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? That's the um I didn't think he was, you know, that's like Shaq made a three. Hmm. <laughs> like like, like, so I'll talk about like off coloring book, right? I know that you don't love uh, blessings, but a record like All Night, first time I heard All Night, I was like, oh, wait a minute. Like, I wasn't expecting that at all. And I, I like that's that stuck with me, you know? And when we talked about Life of Pablo, we definitely talked about how that opening run is just what, huh, huh, like one moment after another, right? And even when I think about like historically, like albums that are considered classic, but maybe not perfect, uh-huh. that distinction happens because there are moments that just make you go, oh, right. Mm. There are reasons why people really want to really, really want to go back and listen to that. And mm. th- this call album just doesn't have anything like that for me. Agree. None of it's terrible, but none of it's, you know, I'm not coming back to any of this stuff. So there you go. J. Cole. That's it. Anything else you want to say, man? I think we've done enough. <laughs> uh, any uh, anything? Any you got anything you want to plug or you doing anything? Or? Um, no. But shout out to uh, I, I'll I'll plug I'll plug my homegirl. Um, shout out to uh my homegirl Tiffany Campbell. She just released her book Don't Disconnect and get it on Amazon. I don't know if it's ninety nine cents still. Um, I think it's jumped up to nine ninety nine. Um. We uh, we had a uh, I guess a release party for it mm. this weekend, um, and you know Sean C. Johnson came out, friend of the show. We need to get him on the show um, just to talk about the fact that he does everything independent and the accomplishments that he's been able to garner essentially by himself, and not J. Cole by himself, like for real by himself is uh is really dope and I think his story's worth telling. But you know, had him out in the city, shout out to Jonathan Baker, had him tools, a really, really good show. Um so shout out to her you can get her get her book Don't Disconnect on Amazon. Cheap plug. Um and yeah, that's pretty much it. I don't have anything going on for right now. I'm, I'm gonna be in Florida um in the next week for a while actually. So we might need to plan how we're gonna do the, all this end of the year stuff because mm, mm. my Christmas week is shot. You going? Out, you going anywhere for Christmas, man? Head, headed up to uh, head up to Vermont. So okay, I'll be having a very stereotypical white Christmas up there, probably. <laughs> Double entendre. Don't even ask me how. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I got the whole week off between Christmas and New Year, so I got you know we can, I can be flexible. Yeah, I'm literally. I'm leaving like maybe a couple of days before Christmas. And then like the day I get back, I'm going to Indianapolis for New Year's. Mm. So, okay. Yeah. Like we're going to have to try to figure something. We'll, f- we'll figure it out. 
We'll figure it out. We we'll always do. We'll figure it out. Oh, one last thing I wanted to mention uh, before we end the show. I f- totally forgot to, to talk about it. Um, I finally, uh, I finally got my new MacBook in. Okay. Did you get the? Did you get the the bar? Yep. Of course I did. Yep. Listen, I just saw a review on that. That bar looks crazy. I'm still getting used to it. Um, just having Touch ID on the laptop is is beautiful. Beautiful. No more passwords. No more pa- Yeah, you really got me on this no passwords wave. The thing that sucks though with the iPad is like sometimes like when you restart or when you yeah occasionally you got to put it in. But- yeah, I have to put my password in. I don't even remember it. <laughs> but as much as possible, no more passwords. Um, yeah, it's it's crazy late. It's incredibly late. Um, like you know, weighs like three pounds, and it's like a full. It's like a, a serious like fast laptop. So my first day with it was today. So far, so good. And uh, I definitely couldn't resist the uh, the AirPods went on sale today. So they okay. they look like the regular iPhone headphones, but no wires because they're all totally wireless. Got them, didn't you? Oh yeah. How much? How much weigh? Like like sixty bucks or something? Uh, one hundred and sixty dollars. Oh oh okay. <laughs> I, I was. <laughs> When I when I uh, when I upgraded to the iPhone Seven, Apple bought my old Six for me for a two. They gave me a two hundred dollars gift card for my old Six. Hmm. Okay. So, oh, so you got it I just free. used. Yeah, I, I put it right towards that. Okay. Yeah, we got it for cheap. You know. <laughs> <laughs> did you? Um, but but did I, you... I don't have them yet. They're they're they went on sale today. Within an hour, they already had a four week backlog. Wow. Yeah. So the mine come in January twelfth. Did you did you see speaking of we got it for cheap? Did you see that the uh Malice and Pusha finally both open to doing the clips album? Mm. I, I mean, could we could we get Pusha to finish his actual album first? What happened there? I don't know, he just put out some trash shoes with Adidas though. Normally his Adidas collabs are pretty dope, but this year's was just like all types of nah. So, um you, you, I don't know. have we have we re- have we reached peak ultra boost yet? Um the they've got some military greens coming out that are fire. Um, other than that, yeah, we have. Yeah, we have. They they did a lot, very and, like two and, and you've been on your sneaker game a little bit, mm-hmm. a little bit, a little bit. Cop space jams. I'm. I think I'm. I think I'm only getting. Uh, you know, never mind, never mind. <laughs> I was just about to say I think I'm done for a couple months, but <laughs> you said that when I was when you said that when I was out I did say that. in Ohio in August. And then I bought, oh my God, that was before October. I bought like six pair in October and then like two pair. Yeah, two pair this month. Oof. I know, crazy. Yeah, so when I'm out here buying, you know, crazy headphones. Man, look, we all got our thing. All right. We all got our thing. Yeah. Feel it. All right, man. Let's- I think that's it for this week. Thank you everybody for listening as always. Uh, use the hashtag Clock Radio Speakers or hit us up at CRS Podcast. Let us know what you think. Um you can find us on fourthdistrict.com or clockradiospeakers.com. And uh, anything else, Armand? Nah, man. Thanks for listening. And yeah, we'll, I think we'll, we'll be around next week, I think. Yeah, I think so. All right. All right.